to another frame rate. Oh, hello. This is the podcast where we rate the frames. Rate um, frames. Uh. <laughs> I, like your, I like your bit so far. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Abe Epperson, and I'm here with my co-host. Michael Swaim. Hey, how you doing, man? <laughs> what bit? How would you define that bit? Interrupting and talking over you? Is that the bit? No, it was more of just like hype man. That was like a generic hype man bit. It was uh, a weird hype man, but I, I liked it. I am so depressed that I want to mention it because in case I think it will probably be apparent to people who've listened to a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how I am, man. I'm sorry. It's rough to hear out that. there, but who isn't? Who isn't? Yeah, sometimes it just comes in waves, Crazy and that's times. okay. And I'm here for you. I'm sorry you have to Thanks, podcast, man. but you have to podcast. <laughs> nah, it's probably good for my mental state to podcast. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know a little bit more than other people or uh, other people would, and it's. I don't know if I can't speak for you, but I'm. I don't think we should all be worried for Michael. I think he's just having a, a heck of a week at work two weeks two weeks yeah yeah we're just doing uh a series of very very intensive shoots and for that Mm -hmm. i'm in la staying at an airbnb with no air conditioning oh yeah and there's just sort of nothing to do but long long shoot days and then sit in this hot box yeah (laughs) yeah because like we've tried to do this podcast like three different days in a row i Mm want to say maybe not but like it's it feels like it's been belabored just and it's by no fault of anyone's other than Everybody's you'll just be like, hey, on the weekend. Yeah, I yeah, can't we're do it through. today because yeah. I'm going to sleep or I have to go to work again. And I'm like, all right, man. Yep. But this yeah, isn't work. This is play. Yeah, I'd hope so. I enjoy mm-hmm. doing this. Uh, this episode, mm-hmm. as you can read, is about White Snake. White Snake Moan. About a, a young southern white woman who chains an elderly <laughs> black man to a radiator to, quote, teach him to act right. Highly offensive Dude, movie. Highly offensive movie. <laughs> really just out of bounds. No one saw it except no, a few I'm people sorry. and you know who you are. Yeah, I know. That's right. White Snake. 2019, right? Right, uh, Snake? 2019 Chinese animation kind mm-hmm. of like family although we're going to talk about that i'm sure disney-esque uh chinese like pixar level if you haven't heard about this like hong kong and chinese animation is getting pretty damn good Mm. to the point that they're like they're pumping out movies at an increasing rate that are equally uh polished and uh, impressive as our own i would peg this as like animation it looks like a 2013 Pixar movie. Yeah. And it came out in 2019. So, like, that's the lag, roughly there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But they're, like, getting really good because it's also a visually striking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to shout out. Please. Who brought us uh, the snake? Who brought us this one? Because this is yet another, as it feels like they all are, because uh, we're still a little behind on our pick the flick uh, tier, which actually I wanted to address. It has gone away on our Patreon for mm-hmm. temporarily because we have gotten so behind and we our eyes were bigger than our stomach and we wanted to bring you all the hits and get more people included. 
but it's just we if you still have an outdated pick the flick uh we're getting to it and we're we stopped the tier until we're back till we catch up, up to yeah till we've caught up and yeah, then could, in which case we'll start it again can i do like a cranky rant about that um mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah just a peek behind the business curtain the pick the flick tier has been super helpful to like the business side of small beans and keeping the lights on but i'm a little worried about this movie because it's a spoiler alert it's good it's quite good uh and i don't know so yeah there's a tricky balance between Pick, filling every slot with pick the flick but then we've started to lose listeners because y'all are trying to impress us with your goddamn deep cuts of really good movies but i'm like come on there's still like the godfather someone pick schindler's list you know what i mean yeah, you gotta so you gotta think like a marketer man you got a, a clickable you need a clickable headline no one knows they don't white have to do shit dude they pay us money we do the thing but, that's how it works baby but we're certainly not gonna skip anyone so we're doing we're all the we're anyone. doing all the pick the flicks uh, but we're shutting it off for a minute because we want to sort of write the ship only in so far as we want to pick some heavy hitters so that the bulk of listeners are also so we're making sure they're getting like big name movies that they've seen and care about in their feeds. Yeah, so we might do that for a bit, uh, but at the same instance, we're very thankful for everyone. We're not gonna skip it, uh, obviously. And with that kind of in mind, uh, I want to thank uh, Mind Freak Five Five Five. That's just how I think to say his mm-hmm. name. Uh, and yeah, thank you for uh, being our pick the flicker. Yeah, thanks, uh, Mind Freaks. Yeah, which you is probably how I all remember it. him from Fantastic Planet when mm. we did that episode. He also did the pick flick for that. Uh, and yeah, he's got some taste, got some animated taste. Oh, and another uh, caveat, if you're a Chinese person living in China, this isn't a deep cut at all. You'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? This is like covering Toy Story or some shit. Um, yeah, it's probably Because, yeah, there's, there was a lot of money behind it, and it was a big deal in China. Definitely a big movie. Uh, Pixar is the right comparison, although, as we'll dive into, there are definite differences. Holod. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, so what do you want to talk about? What... I, like, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to just uh, talk about the plot a little bit, I guess? Well, in cases where I anticipate most people are unaware of the movie, I do like we to encapsulate the plot yeah. real quick. And my understanding from reading a little bit more about it on Wikipedia and a couple other articles surrounding it is that this is an interpretation just like, you know, how Disney takes uh, public domain stories. So, like, this is a famous Chinese folklore, or at least it's a riff yeah. on a Chinese folklore that's been retold a million times, like your Pinocchios uh-huh. or your what have yous. Absolutely. And, uh, and it's called White Snake, and it's about this lady. I watched the dubbed version, which probably is bad. That's but what was available on Amazon. I, I'm too sad that's, to read right now. So Well, that was what I, was kind of available to us. I couldn't find okay. any other version. Well, in the dubbed version, and I'm sure this is corrupted translation because there's no way the pun works this way, but I understand their intention. There's two sisters, Blanca and Verta. So, like, Verta is green. Verta's a green snake and Blanca's a white snake, but those are right. Latin at roots. You know what I mean? That's a pun yeah, on green and Verde yeah. or Vert. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I'm sure there's Chinese names that also sound like colors that they probably pulled the same pun trick. But Verta and, uh, I mean, I got real granular on this one because I figured people would want a synopsis. So 
I'll, I'll blast through it real quick. Verta and Blanca, we open on these two sisters and they're in a bath and Blanca, or, you know, like a steam uh, hot spring. Goes to Tsushima, I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Blanca's meditating and almost achieves enlightenment slash immortality. I don't. I wonder about the translation there as well, but, but in the dub, they continually call it immortality. Um, and... She gets thrown back by some kind of dark wall that we find out by the end represents like trauma, you know, that she has to overcome before she can mm-hmm. reach Nirvana or what have you. And uh, then her sister goes, here's your jade hairpin. And she goes, why are you giving me this now? And she goes like, it's yours after all. It's time for you to have it and remember everything. Bum, 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 bum. Flashback. Blanca is a skilled magical wuxia style assassin about to assassinate an evil dark general who uses uh, dark kung fu, they call it, or or Taoist magic to uh, basically, from his point of view, try and rid the land of demons. But it's not that clear, right? Some of the demons have human intelligence and they feel like they're being extinguished. some people are evil and the general's one of them. Although I got to say that was something that occurred to me is like, what is the general doing day to day though? Is he slaughtering the, the brutal animal style demons? Cause that is a valuable service anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you've seen a uh, journey to the West conquering uh, demons, yeah. Conquering demons by Stephen Chow. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, it kind of inhabits that world. And it's a well, that's a well-trod, like in Chinese culture, yeah. that's a well-trod version of magical realism is exactly like we have Lord of the Rings. It's just as standard there to have this sort of heightened demon world is a very common trope. And, uh, and it's really cool. I like it. So they, uh, I love stuff in, in this kind of world. Um, mm-hmm. So then we cut to a Disney style bustling township where we meet Schwan who is a snake catcher from snake catcher village who's scared of snakes and he has a cute clumsy dog friend who clearly will learn to talk later and indeed right. does <laughs> i see pixar rearing its head <laughs> dujo dudo um, yeah so the uh you can interrupt, by the way, if you want to take some beats, because I realize I'm breaking it down. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Right. She tries to assassinate uh, the general, but something backfires. There's a flash of magic. You're not entirely clear what happened. But Schwan mm-hmm. finds Blanca's body in a pool downriver, and she has amnesia. At the same time, the general is searching for her, so he sends a guy called in the dub called Little General. Little I general. think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like the right hand man. He's out, also a sorcerer, also very uh, magical. Yeah, yeah, and he's very effective, uh, but he's not the big bad. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then we get introduced to the whole snake culture and the snake demons, which are like snake people that based on their well i'll get into that later so they're hybrid snake people and they're all run by uh, a snake master who's this lady who uh can control a giant ephemeral golden snake 
And they hate the general because he's going to wipe them all out. And also because this is why Snake Catcher Village exists. Uh, he's gathering snakes because I guess snakes are potent in magical energy. And he's just like yeah. slaughtering them and sucking their souls out and taking their life force. And that's why he's so magical. That's where all his well, power comes from. Well, you notice the energy that exudes from like his soul sucking powers. Mm-hmm. Like what he takes from snakes are that yellow energy, which is also like everyone else looks kind of like a Lamia, you know, like snake body, human, human top. torso. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the snake master, she is in charge of everybody. Mm. She kind of operates a giant snake and it she- seems ethereal. Yeah. And I think that that's I think the idea is that she has. All of the, she's like kind of not necessarily the source, but she has all the snake power. That's why she's the snake master. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has it imbued inside them, but they aren't like somehow connected to the faucet of the energy of snakes. Right. Um, so in, in any case, yeah, you can keep going. In any case, uh, Verta, the sister, says, so uh, a snake guy named uh, Chang Pan, who's a very scary snake man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. says uh baddest snake man in the whole damn town he yeah, says uh blanca's clearly betrayed us i'll i will have her head and i will eat it as as a snake might and uh her sister verta goes no 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 let me bring her back there's no way she betrayed us i'll sort this all out and they do they pull an escape from la or escape from snake city if you will and they mm-hmm. implant her with exploding what are they called oh they have a good name dragon scales yeah but they're called like deadly scorching scales of explosion or something. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it sounds very D and D there's a uh, scales embedded in her body that will explode in three days, killing her if she doesn't fulfill her quest, no matter what, uh, well, or no matter what, I don't know. Will she? <laughs> but anyway, then we cut back to, uh, Schwan and Blanca on a cute little boat ride. It's and like a meat cute. Yeah. It's a meat cute. We can unpack it more in detail, but they sing a cute song and the dog learns to talk because of magic. And uh, then Chang Pan shows up and becomes a giant snake and is like, I didn't, I don't care what they said back there at Snake City. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And uh, Blanca, Blanca turns into a giant snake him. and slices him in multiple pieces like, at once with her tail. So quick. Uh, and there's also, I can take the next beat if you mm-hmm. want. There's also, um, they find out, uh, by scaling like a mountaintop, uh, that there, uh, her hairpin, which she used to try to assassinate, uh, in her attempt mm-hmm. to assassinate the general, AKA when she lost her memory, uh, the Jade pin reminds uh, Shuin that he that he has seen there's this place called Precious Jade like workshop. factory workshop and so if we go there maybe they'll know what's going on so that's their next deal is they you know start heading along uh, to try to uh, connect with maybe that's the source of uh, her amnesia and also finding out who she is and something's fucked up with her because she keeps freezing and having comas where she freezes yeah that's right after the and he keeps her warm he keeps her warm so they they kind of mimic that at the end it's it's basically yeah we've seen it time and time again there's a lot of um like the romance arc of this has been seen in a lot of chinese films like, or at least I've seen them in a, in a lot, like even crouching tiger, hidden dragon or something, you know, like 
there's a lot of like these lovers that are like, ah, we can't really. It's kind of the ill-fated lovers. We're a de- uh, you're a demon, I'm a human. There's also demon, a lot of yeah. There's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Uh, they seem more open to permutations of the beauty and the beast parable, where the beast right. stays a beast. Like, uh, there's a lot more Chinese films than American films where someone is in love with a giant monster, and they just are, and they don't care what you think. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Right. Right. It's definitely a thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, so they go to the Precious Jade Workshop. Uh, speaking of humans fucking animals, I think that's how they produce this lady who they meet. A demon girl who the back of her head is a wolf head, which is really cool because the ears look like horns when she's it's human really facing. It's really cool. It's <laughs> horrifying. I don't understand how this is like... They put like seven plus for this. It is... Oh, as horrible. age range? Hor- yeah, it's horrifying. Oh, I would not... Yeah, I consider this way too creepy and erotic. Well... Yeah, and, uh, and erotic. There's but a actually, that's our hang-up, because I actually think that's our problem. That's sex that's isn't... Fair. It's not like violent sex. She's just uh, and it flirtatious. Cuts away. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then... But it is very... Like, you see a lot of skin. But so yes, by American, American standards, the sex would be a problem. And then it's also <laughs> just scary. <laughs> it's kind of scary like there's a lot of imagery that is very dark especially in the last kind of battle but like i would i wanted to point out uh the the kind of liaison for the precious gem workshop or precious jade workshop she is particularly horrifying and her two little like Mm -hmm. dum-dums that go and grab everything Uh, by the way very ingenious how they do the like how she has like an archive it's this ribbon that kind of swirls around her and turns into boxes. The sound and design she uses is great. Her, and she uses her pipe to essentially like tap the box mm-hmm. and it opens up and uh, and it has whatever she needs at that time to like answer a question or like she just has a complete catalog, I guess, in her brain on this rib- uh, ribbon that seems like equivalent of like a TARDIS. Um, yeah. Or the, I thought uh, that a lot of in, ingenious kind of technologies and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't want to call it that, but like systems, I guess. And, uh, but yeah, she's horrifying and they find out that the wand that, uh, that Blanca got was a soul sucking wand. Basically the idea is that if you stab someone with it or use it to attack somebody, uh, you can essentially take their life force and it imbues it in the wand. Uh, but, but it gives you amnesia. So but, it's the one yeah. wand to rule them all, but it has a debuff on it. It's exactly like Lord of the Rings, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. It's like, yeah. she's like, you've deviously created the most powerful wand of all. Cause this wand can suck the power of all wands as like a meta wand, but mm-hmm. it has this big downside. And, uh, I just think it's so interesting when folklores end up parallel. Yeah. Uh, they leave with, but, uh, she does give them a clue, which is they say, well, who was the original owner of this thing? And she goes, this person. And she throws them a green snake scale. We know what it means, but they don't yet. Cause she has amnesia. Uh, so they're walking in the forest and then Verta shows up and Blanca immediately remembers her cause it's her sister. So then this is, I have to jump back a little earlier, the literal, the little, not the literal general, the little general, the Tiny figurative general. general, if you will. Mm. The little general came through Snake Catcher Village and he was like, uh, you know, search all the houses, uh, almost kills a baby. 
uh, threatens people oh, yeah. and is like, tell me where, tell me where Blanc is. And uh, the town immediately rolls over. It's a town of cowards. And they go like, yeah, she's with Schwan. He's here. You, you please don't hurt us. And he takes Schwan's meat pie, a meat pie that belonged to him, and he turns it into a bat and it flies away. And you don't think anything of it. And this is another one of those ingenious fantasy systems that I've mentioned that I do love. It's like when sci-fi takes the time to have systems in the background where you think about them and you go, that actually makes sense. That little tube goes, I see what that machine is. That's cool. Um, (laughs) It's like that. So he releases this bat and you're like, I guess he was just showing off his magic. Well, now in this scene with Verta, uh, a bat flies into frame and turns into a meat pie and you realize he's been using the bat to locate them. But because the bat exudes his dark magic, Verta takes it as proof that Shuan is in league with the Taoists because she's like, look, he has this magic meat pie. He's not supposed to know magic. And Blanc is like, no, 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 I'm in love with him. He's a sweetie pie. And she's like, but why does he know evil magic then? And uh, she basically tries to kill him with laser whips that have snake heads at the end of them and he kicks ass (laughs) it does kick ass um although this is the one part i guess i didn't understand whether it was a plot hole or i just missed a detail they blanca and schwan flee into a pit that is just happens to be there. I don't understand why where they are turns out to be so important or if it was just by chance and we're supposed to not notice. But they run into a tomb nearby to try and escape. And that tomb turns out to be a secret passage to an elaborate yeah. abandoned Taoist temple There's where they temple developed under... evil magic full yeah. of demon skeletons. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I think they the idea is they built everything on top of this. And this is like an old like it's I think it's it's serendipitous and that doesn't you know, it's not great for screenwriting. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that it's indicative of how kind of humans work that they kind of just place on top on top on top, like just bury the bury the sin, you know. And that's one of the things that uh, like demons hate about humans. So I think it's like a parable that they kind of like built a city on top of a city kind of thing. But the city underneath kind of reveals. Yeah, they call it an exorcism chamber. So you can assume it's a place humans tortured demons. They tortured demons and like sucked their soul out. Uh, It's a Taoist temple also. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the feeling is this is probably where uh, the the main general, the dark general uh, First like cut his, his teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And he started doing his experiments. Like you get a real like Nazi doctor vibe from. Oh him. yeah. Real mangle of vibes. Um, so, uh, real quick uncharted style, uh, Shuan proves his value since he's surrounded by superheroes by quickly solving a riddle and taking them, uh, out the door of life, which, uh, lets them escape from this giant metal firebird trap. Basically the tomb was trapped and Shuan's able to get them out by solving a riddle. And uh, yeah, I just assumed yeah. that my westernness uh, did because that solve of that r- riddle was hilarious. Because it's like, look over there, and you see that there's this, and then there's this, and then oh wait, but that's the tree of life, and then there's that, and he, it's like no one interrupts, no one asks questions. Yeah. He just no, says it, it in one it monologue, has, and he's like, that's the door of life. Go. It has something to do with Zen Buddhism, I think. Yeah, because he goes like, so I he goes like the Dhammapada, it. the eightfold. If that's the tree, and the turtles in the sky, the door of life. <laughs> 
I did it. Yeah, and we're like, okay, because <laughs> yeah. we don't know. I I hope that that's not just bad. No, writing. no, I'm sure the riddle works. I assume. I assume that that the riddle is works. Something that makes sense, like it's a famous painting yeah. or something. I don't know. So I I couldn't find the research on. They that. escape to a safe part of the temple. The artifacts there refresh Blanca's memory fully and she basically fills him in mm-hmm. on everything we just told you. I'm a demon. I was supposed to assassinate the general. I'm with the snake people. Uh, I had amnesia, but now I'm fixed. And then they bone by the sweet demonic firelight, which I did not see mm-hmm. coming because of my Western animation conditioning. I thought yeah, they'd kiss. They don't just bone. They full on bone. They full on bone. I mean, it fades to black, to black, but... It it's black. the classic fade to black when they're like naked being like they're boning now kids oh, yeah, they're, they're like avert naked. your she eyes like takes her top <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um uh, and that's the exact it's just tastefully shot like most of yeah. the movie is visually striking and so they use like kind of the visual uh aesthetic to kind of like frame it in a Tasteful way. way that Desperado looks, yeah, does, yeah so <laughs> that's how i think they get away with the seven plus you yeah know, uh, age restriction on that fun fact this is the exact midpoint so the midpoint's the consummation of their love which i think uh mm-hmm. if you follow me this movie is very structurally like quote unquote sound the act one two and three is centered around the war yep. between the humans and demons and those are what that's your a plot this is a handy rubric for movies that are straightforward your a mm-hmm. most important plot is on uh, mm-hmm. It advances on the turning points of Acts 1, 2, and 3, but your midpoint usually is a resonant beat about your most For, important B plot. So in this case, yeah. it's the love story. Love. Yeah. So it's the, yeah, it's the fantasy arc and then the romance arc. So they emerge from the tomb, uh, which I also thought this was a little odd because that means they spent a fair amount of time letting Verta just stand there with her foot on Dudo's head, which is kind of negligent. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, I couldn't bone knowing my dog was in trouble. I would think I'd be like, I got to go see what's up with my dog real quick. <laughs> especially now that you're like carrying conversations on with your dog and you realize that your dog it's maybe was made smart conscious. by her Blanca's magic. Yeah. But uh, she, he could have always been that intelligent. <laughs> yeah. I wonder about that. Cause they definitely do a thing where the, which is funny and not what a Pixar movie would do because it's almost too dark. The dog is immediately upset that it can talk. Oh my God. That's when she gives power of speech to the dog that moment. The dog I is to upset just see the about movie. it. Yeah. It immediately goes, oh no, I'm clearly a demon now. Everyone's going to kill me. And he says, that's its first thing. That's a quote. I shouldn't be able to talk, which is such a self judgment. Like he considers yeah. himself not worthy of speech. Right. <laughs> and he's also, as a dog, aware that there is politics between oh, humans yeah, that's and demons. True. That's true. That if someone sees a demon, I aka like someone who has like animal like characteristics, like a tail or but something. But can talk, like that, then they'll think it's a demon. That, like yeah. humans will try to kill the demon. Yeah. And vice versa. And he knows he's now kind of a hybrid. Mm-hmm. And they all laugh. That, yeah. Also, like no, the one, lovers laugh no one gives it a second it. thought about Dudo's existential like, crisis. Yeah. It's horrifying. It's pretty scary stuff. Um, so He says, everyone's going to kill me. That's <laughs> like, imagine it's like immediately I, I cast a spell, immediately hits you. 
literally the fourth like sentence out of his mouth is everyone's going to kill everyone's me. gonna kill it's me fucking i'm an abomination <laughs> verta reveals that she has the scales and her heart's gonna explode if they don't get to go home tries to convince blanca you know come be a snake baby we gotta be snakes uh oh yeah uh schwan's uh, basically blanca's leaning that way because she says to schwan like now that i have my full memories i'll always love you but i'm an immortal demon snake it's not gonna work out like she just yeah, basically no. dumps him and um yeah she basically just says peace i i kind of got my memory all yeah. back and it was fun but she's very I'm sad <laughs> but she's like this would not work out and he hugs her yeah, and is I like think- i'll find a way wait yeah. for me she wants to wait for him but uh vert is like we got to go my heart's gonna explode because go the sort scorching yeah. demon scales and just so then yeah. the soldiers arrive then we cut to schwan at the wolf at the jade at the super jade workshop i forget what it's called and uh he basically gets talked into boom another disney parable very ursula right very Ursula, uh, little. Oh mermaid. yeah, it's the cost. It's yeah. The oh, you want something? Well, he, it's going to cost you something. And the person who's running the show is kind of like mentions it a little too late. You know, is like, oh, by the mm-hmm. way, uh, yeah, we're going to have to need. We're going to need to like take something from your dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's 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 not a contract up front that says you give me this, I give you that, and that, then we sign it. It's not like Fausted. You know, it's it's, it's exactly you sign like it and then they go one more thing, y'all boys. Yeah, they Columbus, yeah. and she's terrifying, but he does it to himself, and she even mentions you're gonna become the lowest of the low because that won't be well, like, I mean, he, devastating yeah. to you. Like you won't because if you make you, so she no, turns no, like him in into a power. she turns him into a demon so he can be with Blanca. Like so, it would a light. Demon. It does make him immortal, but he's like the weakest, shittiest, non magical demon. Possible. He can run fast. That's basically it. Uh, and he's got a tail now. And I think, according to the logic of the movie, he is immortal. Like he could be with her now. He is. But yes. not immortal can't be killed. He could be. And she's like, yeah. and fair warning, you'll be a weak ass demon, and humans hunt demons. Like there's every chance you'll die soon anyway. That's true with all demons, right. I believe. Right. She says, well, um, you'll be hunted just because you're a demon. Yeah, ever all demons like want to kill demons and humans want to kill demons. Like demons, demon life ain't great. Demon life ain't great. So she makes yeah. him a demon by gi- giving him dog strength and speed, and by giving mm-hmm. him Dudo's tail. And Dudo loses his tail. And again, no one cares about Dudo's problems. Dudo's now he's a talking dog with no tail. He's just slowly becoming more hideous to other people who want to kill Imagine him. Imagine if your dog became conscious. Your best friend's dog, like adventure. Mm-hmm dog that you've had for years and you hike every day with them became conscious and able to talk to you and you immediately chose a chick over them <laughs> and then took yeah. their tail and we're like man just leave me alone man we're gonna just, risk our yeah. lives for this chick now anyway <laughs> i'm depressed as i said no it's i mean i feel i feel really bad for this dog because he's nothing but supportive mm-hmm. like he starts running He's like, oh, I feel great. He has that scene where he's like trying out his superpowers and the dog's having a heart attack mm-hmm. because he doesn't have the powers anymore, apparently. Yeah. So he's like shitty at being a dog. So he's this shitty talking dog who isn't even a dog anymore. 
and everyone's like, ah, fuck yourself. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not cool, man. It's very abusive to this dog who's just been delightful in the comic relief. Hasn't said anything bad. Has just been a dog That's and true. been shit on the entire Hashtag movie. Hashtag free I don't dude. know why I reacted to it. Maybe it's just because they make it, make him very cute. So you like want it to be cute but it's like i don't i typically in like when you watch like the crudes or something i haven't actually seen the crudes. crudes but like you know what i Good mean like a dreamworks or a pix not even pixar but like dreamworks especially when you watch like reruns of the sea monkeys show from abc archives no go on yeah and it's like uh they have like uh they usually have or in like uh I guess in Pixar, yeah, because they have, like, the Alan Tudyk does that bird in Moana, uh, or the chicken. Like, there's always a lovable, like, ah, he's just cute The chicken was the one I was going to bring up, though, because the chicken also gets injured very badly, frequently. Yeah, that's, that's what bag. they use, yeah. but it's like, I don't know why it took me this movie to be like, they're going, they're going, they're going pretty far with the funny animal cruelty. Yeah. I think there's always, there's a moment in Moana where it's like, no, I get, you want to save the chicken. You, Alan Tudyk's like flying out mm-hmm. to sea and she's like, no, or something. I can't remember. Well, it's exactly like at the end of the day, there's like love. There. You're still on the team. We don't want you to get drifted away. We yeah, still want to save the chicken. Yeah. This feels like just like I have a like a life in my pocket that at any time I need to like abuse something, I'll just do that instead of hurt myself. I'll tell you this movie. Like that's what it feels like. This movie felt like a much cleaner though and simplified. It was so efficient and elegant. Uh, it, it like it I thought Moana pushed it too far with and Frozen Two does it is even yeah. more egregious. Yeah. I hate how we're in the era of five or six comical sidekicks like why it's like you get a snowman you get a talking snowman and a chicken and a dog and the dog doesn't talk but the chicken sometimes talks and then they get switched their brain but goes into the horse's body and now the horse thinks he's a chicken it's too many yeah too much comic relief in pixars these days and i (laughs) liked that it's all on dudo i think that it yeah there's something about that i think we are like you these aren't made that moment in this type of movie included. And I can't, I consider all the movies internationally that we're considering mm-hmm. here. Like that moment is for kids, right? So it shouldn't be for us. We shouldn't really like be like, Oh, okay. Um, well, that's also one of the reasons like here. Let's judge that. But in this movie, it makes me go, well, is that, does it have the same function? Because I believe it does. I think kids are just kids. And you like fall in love with the dog in 10 minutes. And then they just viciously beat the shit out of your dog. You laugh as you said that. It's funny to beat the shit out of your friend. It's funny, but I am a broken Did you not watch the Bam Margera show, sir? This is what humor is. But I understand where you're going. It's waking your uncle up by just beating the shit out of him. It's funny. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It means you love him. You love your own. Yeah. Take his tail. Make him talk. Take his tail. Step right. on his head. Leave him above ground while you go have sex <laughs> underground. These are what these I are the funny things that kids point. like. No, but I do think it serves the same function, and it's one of the reasons that these films stylistically converge, and it's worth pointing out, is yes. that these massive CG projects are so expensive that they're marketed internationally, no matter their origin. So the white snake team is also looking for international aftermarket sales and 
because of that, if it's so interesting that everyone arrives at the same formula, like the jokes in this are exactly the kinds of very funny because they've been workshopped until they're correct, but very safe jokes that would be in a Pixar movie. They're exactly the same jokes. I thought that mm. was so interesting. Mm. Like low hanging fruit humor that needs to travel globally all boils down to the same things. It's like, what if they like, slipped yeah. or like, what if the car didn't start? Then it did start and it jerked away and he slipped and he fell in a yeah. puddle. It's like your basic What if someone shit. falls down and <laughs> then we wait a beat and then something falls on their head and they fall down? You know, like it, it's these kind what of What if the like, big mean looking gorilla like cutely hugs the tiny squirrel? You know, like anything yeah, where it's just basic subversion of the trope. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's uh, it's because I think it's people mimicking form. That's why I think we both love form, mm. because like because uh, you have the form and of structure of stories, but you also have the form of design, and I think that that has something to be said about animation where you can do everything. That it's like uh, what do we, what is it? They don't they have that like the DreamWorks smile. Hmm. You know, um, like on every cover of DreamWorks animation features. Oh, you uh, mean they have that smirk? You mean the the protagonist smile is usually exactly the, the protagonist same. Protagonist yeah, smile. Yeah, that's a thing. You know, it's in Zootopia as well with uh, Jason Bateman Fox, mm -hmm. and it's just like because it's safe. It's for the same reason that I think you mentioned. Like, there's similarities of the international joke aspects, but there's also something to be said about like. The reason that there's intelligence in the way they did it, I mean, I don't like the DreamWorks smirk, smirk or whatever, but uh, that's just my opinion. What it does signify is that people have found out what works and now we're all mimicking the form of it. We're mimicking the style of the animation. We're mimicking these things because they're doing popular and, you know, call that like a lazy, you know, you can have your own opinions on that, but it doesn't take away from the fact that those those forms are on top and i think that that what you just said kind of speaks to the fact that it is becoming more international so even though this is thoroughly a chinese tale and it's done by chinese creators and acted for the most part unless you watch the dub version by chinese craftsmen uh drawn by Chinese people, you know, like it's, it's all this stuff that happens is completely auxiliary to like Western culture, but Western culture and Eastern culture is especially on in terms of like Hollywood. We uh, figured out like how to make it Hollywood close enough effect. to sell to each other, which we yeah, deemed necessary. Yeah. <laughs> we've influenced them. They've influenced us. And now it's like, now the movies are going to be the same. It's interesting because it's like, almost a shared meta language of film tropes yeah. that doesn't require actual lingual translation. But there's this like meta language of international films, films des designed to be international, yeah. have a shared language of tropes and scenes that they trade around and mimic. Yeah, and when we think about what is genre, I think we'll find that the difference between what's happening in this case, like, or what I'm saying, and like why film noirs have like a femme fatale, or like the hero story is done in these ways, like it's not that different. It's just a matter of geography when it comes down to right, it. Right, but I think you could argue that there's a shadow genre, which is big budget films designed to travel. That is its own yes. genre, which necessarily yeah. through trial and error has given rise to the tropes that work in that genre and the tropes 
that don't. And you can have different genres in that genre. You know what I mean? You could have a thriller mm-hmm. or a kids cartoon, but yeah. they it's moments yeah. that we're mimicking. It's like, oh, remember that one moment in X Y, you know, in Shrek and in, in some movie. Um, right. That uh, like is very like what we're doing. Wasn't that great? Like yes. they did enough. Do you have a thing for that. It's just like you do enough DVD covers with someone doing the middle finger, and then you realize, oh, this won't sell in places where the middle finger is not the symbol for that. But you do enough yeah. covers where the protagonist is just on a white void giving a saucy smirk, and you're like, well, that sold. It didn't offend anyone. It didn't confuse anyone. Let's stick with that. <laughs> People watched <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that 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 fox looks like a real cut up. Looks like a real uh, bastard, real stinker. Yeah. Um, real stinker. So speaking of jokes that would not be in a Pixar movie. Uh, oh no! Oh no! First, sorry. First, uh, the sister snakes get attacked by the little general riding a three-headed ostrich <clears throat> thing, and so yeah, kind of awesome battle. It's. I think it's my favorite battle. He attacks them with machine. It's hard to describe. It's a. You should see the movie for the spectacle. Uh, and They're and like paper. you mentioned the pure control of animation. We should mention it's fully on display in the way that Wuxia film also aspires to. But like every shot is methodically dutched to the perfect angle. Like. Uh, the trees, the shape of the trees form a very intentional composition in the sky to outline the negative space behind the character. Like a Wuxia film or like a like Fantastic Mr. Fox, let's say, an animated movie by a director who has an eye for composition, yeah. uh, every single shot looks like a goddamn postcard or like you took a really great yeah. Uh, screen cap in Ghost of Tsushima or something, even though I, it's very much I, the, I'm mixing Japanese and Chinese. I apologize. No, no, but, yeah. it's very much the trope that they talk about in film school with every frame of painting, uh, you know, not to be confused with the name of the. No, this movie aspires to have every frame be a paint, painterly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, every every shot. And it's also highly effective. Did you notice that? Like, I wasn't bothered too much by the dub version because of the motion and the wideness of the lens for all for most of the stuff uh they would play conversations in wide so you wouldn't notice that like there wasn't a there was a desync of the animation of the lips which i think is probably like, they really thought about an intentional part of making the film travel yeah it's probably a business and all, decision it's pr- it was probably thought of uh and it, they worked it into the design of it mm. and then also so when you see close-ups it's like Another thing that is very, uh, another thing that's very animated, like Asian culture, is um, showing the close up only for like speechless moments. Hmm. Like if you go to Ozu and stuff like that, you go to live action, even you know Kurosawa, uh, there is an emphasis on the close up for unspoken dialogue. Like there's no dialogue for those right. moments. That's how I, at least I was taught uh, a signal difference between use of close up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on the filmmaker, but it's like you you look to your greats. You know, you look to the greats around you, and you go like, "What? Who are the greats in like America?" And you go like, "Okay, well, we got to do stuff like John Ford or like Steven Spielberg." So now you start seeing things like or like Kubrick or something, and now you notice how like, for example. Star Trek, the motion picture came out and the first 10 minutes is like a 2001 
nod for no reason. It, in fact, if you go and watch the uh, original Star Trek movie now, it is baffling to us in our place and time looking back and going like, why did they do this? But it's because all, all at the time, all the rage was Kubrick's 2001 in the same way. I think that's happening here is, I guess, what yeah. I'm saying. Uh, so anyway, he shoots them with a bunch of golden machine gun birds <laughs> that make a magical yeah, cage, like and it's paper. really cool. But yeah. just as he's about to kill them, Blanca's able to touch the jade wand that he's also touching and suck out his essence. So she gets amnesia mm-hmm. again, but has his essence. And that fills her with so much magical power that she turns into her full demon form, which means she is literally, she loses her human torso. She's a giant python. She's all of her humanity's gone, yeah. basically. Uh, Dudo and Schwan wake up in the forest, and here's the joke I was referencing they would never make in a Pixar movie. Uh, he immediately checks to make sure his dick is still there, and the yeah. dog oh, yeah, also right. stares at his dick, and the dog is like, don't worry, master. I, I've got eyes on. Your dick is there. And he's like, great. Speaking of little generals, uh, they uh, they set off to find Blanca, Verta, and the little general. They find a bunch of destruction leading to a huge city that's been sacked, fire on the horizon. They go there. They see Blanca rising from the water as a giant snake. It looks a lot like Godzilla. It's pretty rad. She... Uh, mm-hmm. He, you know, tries to talk her down. Basically, is like, can't you see what you're doing? Some of these people are innocent. Didn't I teach you that not all humans are evil? She uh, has, like, the sad beast moment where she can't bring herself to keep killing, and she slithers away into the night. He runs into Verta. Verta tells him that they're going to snake cat, that everyone's going to snake catcher village to kill the general because the general's going to snake catcher village because that's where he thinks Blanca is. So everyone's going to snake catcher village and that's where the climax is going to be. Uh, knowing that the, okay, cut to Snake City where all the snake people are hanging out and they find out that the general's sending troops to their nest, which means there's a mole. Although in retrospect, I think this is a false flag. I think this isn't even true. But the snake master lady tells them they're already headed here. So we have no choice but to go to war. So let's all go to snake catcher village and join the attack. Um, Shuan tries to tell the people in snake catcher village to evacuate, but they don't trust him anymore because he has a dog tail, which means he's a demon. So they shun him. Blanca arrives. He's like, I told you so. He tries to talk her down. But just then the general attacks. We got a we got a class A battle on our hands, convoy. Verted. How cool yeah. is the paper army that the general has? Oh yeah, general fights with origami soldiers. <laughs> yeah, and they look dope as fuck. They're like German impressionist angels mm-hmm. is the only thing that I can think of what they look like. Well, I think they're uh, samurai. So, no? I think they're samurai. They have the flared like, helmets, I mean, is all. They have a kind of it's it's more basic than that. They're like very simple, like golems. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm sure that that's kind of it's very similar to that. Uh, yeah, well, they're but cool that's as hell. Not, and yeah, but that's not specifically Chinese. much like robots or uh, stuffed animals. You can rip them apart violently and make your battle really hardcore without scaring the kids too much it's very smart but the general and this is again seven plus really 
The general has a trap that's clearly made of hundreds of skulls of people that were executed. Like Like on stream. In order to make the device requires just slaughtering villages. Dangling little skulls. And this these traps, he basically waits for everyone to be concentrated fighting and he springs his trap. It creates an energy trap uh, that is basically going to slowly dissolve the souls of Verta, Blanca, and Schwan. Soul and the body, yeah. And yeah, body Into and like soul. Um, so you won't, you will no longer be on the path to reincarnation that inevitably leads to enlightenment. You will dissolve and be nothing. Uh, so Western, Western culture's version of death. You will actually die. Yeah. Um, so then he. This is, I mean, I guess Jafar has to be arrogant in the last moment, or the movie doesn't work. Right. But my God, yeah, how he's dumb! Be he's so like, prideful. hmm. But if I open the trap, I can suck your souls into me, and then I'll be the most powerful ever. And they're like, right. "Are you sure you want to do that?" That would give them, you know, you're they're already in the, the trap. Moment. You got them. Yeah. And he's like, "But I must have the power." So he loosens the trap in order to suck their souls out himself, which uh, would give him enough power to become immortal. He starts with Verta and accidentally absorbs the scorching death scales. While he, good plant payoff, good efficiency, good efficiency. But he's so powerful. Uh, that he, another thing in Chinese films, this is a thing that doesn't often happen in American movies. Usually our superheroes powers are defined and limited. Uh, I like Chinese storytelling has this trope where, well, he's just so powerful that that, that rule we established earlier no longer applies to him. He's more powerful now. Um, so even though we were told the scorching death scales are the most powerful magic, nothing can outdo them. A big turn here is he just uses magic to take it's them out of form. himself. It's yeah. final form shit. Yeah. And it's, I think it's fine. You, I think they get a pass because everyone has that. So you kind of just assume like, well, everyone can die once. And then like, if you just assume that every cat has like nine lives, mm-hmm. you just got to kill them 10 times. Yeah, exactly. It's just the, that's the, them's the rules, you know, because <laughs> that's what we want to do here is we just got to kill these cats. But that distracts him um, long enough for the snake master to, to throw the jade pin into his heart. But that doesn't kill him. He's oof. able to remove it. They continue fighting. But he's hurt now. He's and he's seeping. He's, he's seeping, seeping energy. energy. Everyone yeah. joins the fight. It's kind. Uh, the snake master turns into her final form, a giant two-headed snake. It's kind of like too epic to describe. Um, yeah, just yeah. Go watch it on. Go watch that part. But it ends it's with pretty baller though. Verta stabbing the general in the back with the pin, which is finally enough. The snake master uses the pin as a conduit and absorbs his essence, and he dies. Then, unfortunately, oh no, false resolution, uh, because we still got the snakes on their way to go to the village and slaughter all the humans. Yeah. And to make matters worse, Snake Master reveals that she has learned Taoist dark kung fu, just like the ancient one in uh, Doctor Strange. So she's like new dark general now. She she accessed the evil dark magic they're not supposed to access. That is the whole reason they hate the humans. Uh, and she's just as evil. And the reason she wanted to absorb his power was just to have the power. So then she steals uh, Verta's soul, I believe, and yeah. tosses the jade pin away. And then she sucks the souls out of every snake and turns them all to mundane snakes and uh, mm-hmm. becomes the super uber snake. Uh, this causes 
She also sucks the energy out of Blanca, who becomes human form again. She sees the jade pin lying in the snow. She tries to reach for it. Uh, she can't reach it. It looks like she's going to die. But Schwan uses the general's trap to immobilize Master Snake. I kind of like that a lot. Like, the reversal of the trap because, mm-hmm. like, the shots are the same. So the trap going from – it was for the white snake, and now it's for the snake master because the foil is the same because, like, the sin is the same kind of thing. Oh, yeah, trying to suck everyone's essence out. Yeah, yeah don't do that. Exactly. You can't do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so, uh, but then the general comes to life just long enough with his last ounce of strength to trigger the trap in such a way that it collapses on all of them, including Shuan. So now it's like, you got Master Snake, but everyone's going to die. It's just the trap is, you know, is fucked. Uh, yeah. Schwan quickly looks up and sees constellations in the sky and uses them to, again, solve a riddle that I don't understand, but I trust that it makes sense. And tries to carry Blanca out the door of life again, but he can't find the door of life. They slowly freeze. They can't go anywhere. And I got to say, this I I can't tell if this is more or less impressive because I'm really depressed when I watch this, but I like balls this whole time. Um, oh, right, yeah. Well, the trap absorbs Master Snake's soul, so she's dead. But then, mm-hmm. for a very long time, and this is dar- handled more darkly than a Pixar yeah, American like, movie would it's handle Rose it. And, uh, it's Rose it's, and it's Titanic shit. They freeze, and uh, Shuan slowly dies as we see all of their most pleasant memories together. And he sings a song with the last of his breath and she sings along mm-hmm. crying as his soul is drained. And like the literal stakes that the movie set up is this is the difference between reincarnating until you get it right. And just, he's just gone. Like it's, you know, it's like rubbing the kid's face in death in a very yep. uh, Coco way. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, he's yeah, going weird. away forever it's now. A well, uh, to be scattered the into the void. Pretty, the thought is beautiful, but it's once again for me, just how effective music and images are in evoking things. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like if you didn't have the music doing its thing and you didn't have the slow, like it's like very, it's very close to like uh, in Avengers. I'm sure a lot of people had the effect uh, with the snap, you know, um, where everyone starts turning into dust. You know, that may not work on any particular person and it may be like super effective to another person. It's that's just kind of cool. Yeah, no, it got me because of the abstract nature it's appealing to. Whereas the snap is like, aren't you sad because you'll miss Spider-Man because you like Spider-Man so much? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. That gets me a little, but not a lot. But this is like, I mean, uh, the stakes are explicitly everyone else gets to reincarnate eternally. You alone are going to become nothing and just dissolve into the void. That's so deeply disturbing to me. I really don't like that thought. It sounds very okay. frightening. <laughs> this is interesting because I didn't care. I didn't. I didn't care for either yeah. of them. Or you just mean and they this didn't? This is kind of what I wanted impact to talk you about. Emotionally. Like neither of them yeah. affected me. Yes. Yes. That's what I mean. Uh, and I also don't understand the final scene. Okay. Well. Okay. So let me wrap uh, up. It is a happy ending, though. She does save him because she cleverly decides to absorb his soul into the jade pin instead of letting it dissolve. Mm. 
So now his soul's in the jade pin, uh, and we flash forward to the original scene where the sisters are in the hot spring, and Verta is gifting her the pin. This is my interpretation. Maybe this will answer your question. My interpretation was, this is far in the future, and Verta is gifting her the pin back because she's finally meditated enough to process the trauma of losing Schwan and have back the happy memories of him that are inside the pin. So... Blanca then sets out to find whoever Schwan is now, because since his soul was saved, it reincarnated. And uh, they travel all over the world, and they find a guy who looks essentially exactly like him, and they start to flirt with him, yeah. and then credits roll. Or did you mean the post credit scene? They dropped scene? the pen. No, the post credit scene, I'm sure, is just building for if they're making a second one, which I'm sure they are. But um, the I I got the reincarnation bit. Um, what I didn't understand is that if she used the pin, how come she remembers everything? Well, because even though it blasts you with amnesia, your memories come back over time. Remember, like when she saw stuff in the yeah, but she demon doesn't have tomb, her memories came back. So my assumption was the ex- is just over the experience time? was so traumatic it, that mm, she her amnesia took five hundred years to fade this time. According to the movie so far, what triggers the memories is confrontation with aspects of oneself. So it was Blanca being reunited with Verta that caused her to remember her sister. But I guess memory, who knows how it works. And she lives for thousands of years. Right. Well, they obliquely Um, referenced that after the events of the battle at Snake Catcher Village, they've been hanging Mm -hmm. out meditating for hundreds of years. So I time so is a little different than works. them. Yeah, that yeah. can all that can all work out. There's another thing about the point of the movie, which is kind of nailed in by the mm-hmm. ending, that I took issue with, or I just was like, hmm, I don't know if that's entirely consistent. Could you guess what it is? Um, probably. Probably. Maybe. Well, the thing, the one thing I don't get. With it? Well, this isn't really the point of the movie. It's just movie math. But if his soul was in the pin, at what point did it dissipate and become reincarnated? I thought it was in the pin. Because, yeah. No, that's that's <laughs> okay. movie math. What's your thing? The thing I was. My thing was that. Okay, so kind of trying to take good job on the recap. That was very excellent because it's actually kind of a dense. When we intertwined it with our commentary, I, I much like two snakes, sisters. Like two snakes making mm-hmm. a helix. The um, <clears throat> the idea of the story is about borrowing power, right? And ultimately, one of the things it says is about how it's not worth it because it corrupts you and it's fleeting. Uh, it will leave you at some point. Uh, but I'm not sure that the film is actually sending that message by its acts and how people get away with things and how people do things and how people respond to the things that people do. So, I mean, specifically with the villains, yeah, they're corruptible and they immediately use power like the soul sap magics. But something I noticed in like the final battle is between the two borrowed powers are both kind of human in origin. I guess it all came from snakes originally. So it's the same magical energy in the end. But Blanca is powered up by sapping little general's essence and snake masters sapping up the dark general's essence. And they go at it and it feels like, well, this is the way it should be. Like, I'm wondering what 
the movie thinks about that because the consolidation of power doesn't have a cost in this movie. For example, when we look at uh, Juan turns himself into a demon to be with Blanca, there's an emphasis on the transa transactional nature of power transfer. You used a lot of, I thought you using Ursula as an, uh, kind of a Western uh, um, analogy mm -hmm. uh, or an analog is very apt because Little Mermaid, the entire movie then takes a total different change. Granted, it's about her and it's not as sweeping and as epic as this. This is more ensemble in its nature. But like it is about the fact that the debt transaction fucks her up seriously. So the thing that you wanted, you got punished severely. Severely. In this, we never really feel the cost. It's at A outsourced to an animal and B it was it's the right strategic kind of move. It was really smart for him to do that. It all worked smart out. Smart for him yeah. to do. But what's his cost? Because, I mean, for example, let's look at Zuan, Xuan from uh, after he after he turns into, like, the fox spirit or whatever, or the dog spirit. Uh, when he, like, as opposed to when he was human, he, like, dies of cold. When he's a human and he, like, kind of comforts mm. Blanca, like he they're all they're very freezing but it's kind of like there's their echolette scenes you know like they're both hugging each other freezing mm -hmm. cold because of like the magics of drain like all of the life out of the room he doesn't die when he's a human but he dies i guess because when he's a demon so maybe he's weaker that's the only thing i can think of because it doesn't seem to have anything to do with him turning into a demon specifically uh, he's eaten body and soul by the soul tapper trap. And I have questions about like, so I have questions about his constitution for the cold. If he's a demon, can he survive like her when he's a human? Uh, he did fine. That's one thing. Then in an absolute fuck you to this concept entirely, she uses the wand to seal him into it. Mm -hmm. Right. But now she's just a snake. There's only one. And we just kind of yada yada over her, Un, like oh, you mean snake? we flash forward and she is a pretty lady again? Well, also, right. I, so I'm always, I always think it's kind of a weak choice to make. Like, you can tell they're good because they're pretty. The general and the literal general are ugly. You sure. can tell they're yeah. jerks because yeah, they're, they're ugly. <laughs> yeah, that's like the neoclassical thing. I guess what I'm getting at is that, that moment, there's only one time the cost of using the wand actually has repercussions. Which is the first time uh, she attacks the general, which propels the plot. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that, that someone can say, well, it's because this time it was used for love. But it's like, it's still about, it's still being like soul tapping magic in general, not just the wand, is used exclusively for more power accumulation and destruction. It's about, the cost is about the lives of your enemies. It's not about anything with you. So what's all this emphasis on transaction just with this wand and then also the with, Jade workshop, like, like the good guys have the good guys. So the bad guys have to fuck over hordes of innocent people. The good guys get to kind of isolate who they get to fuck. And it's like kind of fine, you know, and that's kind of inconsistent to me. If the borrowing and the power and how borrowing power corrupts you and is fleeting, 
I don't think that film, this film is sending that message. I feel like it took more of an agnostic view of power. Like you can, power is just a force that moves around and you can accumulate it or lose it. And if you are good, you use the amount of power you have for good and that's good. And if you're bad, you tend to use it for bad and that's bad. Like it's down to the individual's outlook. I think that's right. I think that's what it, I think that's true about power. And I think that this film says that to that point, but it also goes on to say that there's a cost, there's a cost for it. And these, when you borrow these powers, that cost, uh, for good guys, doesn't, uh, it doesn't really hurt that anyone. It just, the bad guys look like bad guys. Cause they're the good guys and the bad guys are doing the same thing. Right. But the bad guys are bad because it it hurts other people. And I find that that's a classic problem in folk tales is a lot of them, you could levy that criticism at them. Like at the end, the good guys and the bad right. guys are doing the same thing. And you didn't draw attention to that in a poignant way. You just were like, yeah, right. but they're bad because they're the other. Well, that's a very primitive storytelling like- element. But folk tales are a primitive form of storytelling if you know what i mean they're primal they come from the roots of storytelling so it makes sense that they still are enshrouded in simple aphorisms like well that guy's just the bad guy don't worry about why we're not trying to comment on power structures he's an ugly snake man he's bad Mm. (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) but that but that's but it makes but i agree that you're like but life is more complex and it's like yeah but we're telling we're telling pinocchio we're telling little mermaid here but then, okay, but now the problem becomes that when you do like the, you know, like this many times it's been, it's been told in many cultures, like the person who sacrifices their humanness to be with like a demon or to be with a, you know, with a shrek Or monster. to uh, break uh, a fish man out of uh, the facility, whatever, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Anytime that happens, it's like, well, if there's nothing going to if if nothing's gonna go wrong but you still take the risk the protagonists of those tales don't know it's gonna work out they just got rewarded in the end yeah but the bad guys don't know either they're just like i gotta right take power. and that's what uh, i'm saying the, they just don't uh, care that's I guess. the joy but the good guys also the don't joy care. of the climax of a story is it's a flipping coin in midair right you're both teams don't know yeah so i'm saying you can't retroactively say well it all worked out for the good guys so the good guys never had any risk they had risk while the ball was in play they just won in the end you can't like apply that retroactively you know what i mean well, I do think that it they does fear death. inform their decision makings. They get more, everyone gets wildly and wildly more like, let's just use magic in a heartbeat, uh, you know, because they haven't been punished. So maybe that's not what the film is saying. Maybe the film is saying, if you have power, take it and use that power for like what you think is good. I think so. I think it's mainly just love conquers all. And if you love someone, go for it and do anything to reach them, which is a wildly irresponsible point. I don't actually believe that it's true, but I think it's a classic time honored point of movies like this. And I think it's the one they're dancing around. No, I think, uh, yeah. So that's just something I, I mean, you're right. You're right. A lot of folk tales, especially have this kind of problem. This one I just noticed because it was like they it's almost like they ordered the scenes to be like, 
Well, could have learned a lesson it's true. there. But nope. you know, so many stories that are this primal like start with lines like, once there was an evil old woman. And you don't interrogate, well, what, who hurt her? What made her evil? Is she really evil? Or does society just think she's evil? No, 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 no. This isn't mm-hmm. that kind of story. She's evil, okay? <laughs> like, this is a bedtime yeah. story. <laughs> and likewise, in reactions, characters in folktales... Uh, they're very like functional. How many times is it? They're very functional and they they react in a way that is very like, oh, I could have known better, but I'm just like, for example, in like uh, like a Star Wars, mm-hmm. it's like I got a bad feeling about this is. Yeah, it's someone making a joke about something that's happening, but it's also kind of what's at the heart of the joke, the lack of preparedness. Mm hmm of all of this you know like that's we like that with our rebels that they're not really prepared right you know they're just like flying by the seat yeah well there's uh, one line it's just like there was the one line in the movie that i thought was the most resonant but i th- again i think it's because i'm depressed i don't even think they meant it to be but uh mm-hmm. the line i wrote in all caps at the top of the dock was schwan I don't want to do lots of things, but that's what life is. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I'm like, I that's a wise going, line. That's I was true. like, that's wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me I of... I remember when I watched it, I was like, did you just think of The that? old yeah, guy yeah. sitting at the bar telling the truth. That's what life is. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Too bad that's what life is. <laughs> bunch of shit you don't want to <laughs> do. life is. A bunch of shit you don't want to do. But wait, uh, but I, I'm here, aware of some people who just do what they want all the time. Yeah, but you're not one of them and you never will be. <laughs> just forget them. <laughs> Great movie. Thanks, forget Mind Freak. <laughs> They're better than us. They're better than us. They're better than you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, yeah. Carson Daly's just inherently better and more talented than us. That's why he gets than the luxuries yeah. he gets. God, God I just want Carson's life so bad. I want his Carson? life. Carson? <laughs> he's, he's like a white snake, man. I like the uh, uh, when she's the ice and he's the fire, and it makes condensation that makes the Buddha statues look like they're crying. That also yeah, made that's me dope. cry. That's dope. But that one I completely uh, chalk up to. I'm like, I'm susceptible. I would not normally cry at that. It's just an image. <laughs> that's uh, sometimes that's all i need man sometimes it's like most of the time if when i like cry during like uh scenes or something like that i'm like oh fuck it's just they held on that image for just the right number of seconds and like i know it's because it, like you put you on your filmmaking hat and you're like it's you know it's an image but it doesn't change that movie magic always works on you it just limits the number of times that m- you're not thinking about movie magic, but movie magic can still creep in and get Four you. Four right chords can make Is me that- cry. Abe, when I'm mm-hmm. with you, mm-hmm. I feel like I could die. And that would be all right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, That's man. frame rate. Thanks. <laughs> Does that, is Third Eye Blind, did that scan for you? Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, good. Yeah. All no, right, I okay. No, I, I Otherwise, that would be very cryptic. To... <laughs> All right. <laughs> cryptic and cruel, kind of. Uh, yeah. You know. um, I feel like I, when I'm with you, I feel like I could die as well, dude. Us, also, bro. when I'm with you, <laughs> little red panties face down on the mattress. <laughs> the tris, yeah. You know that that movie's about heroin, or that song's about heroin, I right? I do. 
I do do do. Yeah. I think everyone does. Let's beat this cute little dog. That's what this movie's about. I wish you'd step back from that ledge. Such a cute little dog. I don't even know many Third Eye Blind songs. When I'm never let you when go. When I'm just spooling off That's '90s one. references, you know that I've instinctively regressed to my comfort zone. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about Willie Beamish. Yeah, and I'm out of my element. You know what I mean? No, I want I, my MTV, sir. I, <laughs> God, God, I'm so not a '90s. Really? Kid. I mean, I am, but I just not TV. It was the best, man. <laughs> it wasn't uh, objectively, but for me, the age I am, it was the decade that coincided with whatever for some reason it's the nostalgic decade to me like i know some people feel that way about the 80s definitely for me it's like 95 to 2005 is the nostalgic decade right the the formative years you know it's the time in which you're changing and you're like you know life gets me in a way there's like people in the world that like understand my like complexity Mm And it's uh, it's doot 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 doot. Doo. Flipped everything. It was That's a real cool. vertical horizon. <laughs> All right, now it's now time we to go. Okay, <laughs> you, you pulled out the vertical horizon. Yeah. It's time to go. Is there anything else you want to say about this movie? Um, I smell sex and candy hair, but no, <laughs> not not other gotta, than that. You gotta go. You, you gotta, gotta go. go. He's gonna be talking about Jewel in a second. No. Uh, thanks again, Mind Freak Five Five Five. Yeah. It was pretty. It was a fun conversation. I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I enjoyed the conversation. I'm just saying, absolutely. if you pick a big movie, it'll make it easier to get guests. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits. Yeah. <laughs> Although I always wanted to see Fantastic Planet, so I'm truly grateful to finally have watched that. Yeah, that, that, and I never yeah. would have watched this otherwise. This is the first time I'd seen so, this yeah. one. Yeah, I guess I'm Thanks wrong. You're smarter and, than us. Uh, just tell us what to watch, Daddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> i gotta go fuck me up daddy fuck me up daddy that's how we end podcasts here from now on just tell us what to do daddy and that's a frame rate good one this has been a small beans endeavor we're a bunch of pals who make podcasts sketches music web series and movies the beans always have new ideas percolating so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash small beans that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash small beans where you can browse all of our current and past content see what we've got planned in the future and learn how your support can help the small beans grow into huge giant monster beans If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you.